0: Coming to you from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Quinn Spin. Hey now, and welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, to a brand new edition of... to sound like some of these cars driving around nashville late at night the quinn spin i'm your host the quinn i'm back here on spotify apple podcast google Podcasts, anchor stitcher youtube i i tried to wink and i winked with both eyes and more for another rousing and riveting installment of the official podcast of underground music collective i'm a little sloppy on the intro this is my third episode i've recorded today i am way over caffeinated and you just heard revel nines all i've become our opening theme song and it has been since the great year of 2014 and it will be Until the very end of days, and I welcome back to the show another return guest making his second appearance on the Quinsman. First of this year, 2022. It's decree season. Decree here on the show, sir. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me. I love that intro. Thank you. Thank
0: you. (laughs) It was the sloppiest, but somehow... Best flowing intro I've done
1: probably all year. It's kind of like a metaphor for life. I love
0: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't need to be perfect. It yeah. just needs to flow together. Anyway, so you're on the show for the first time in a couple of years. A lot has happened musically. Mm-hmm. A lot has happened just in a world sense, in a life sense. We're going to get into all of that. But before we do, let's remind the nice people at home of your answers to the three standard questions. Those three questions are, who are you? What are your passions and why on earth would you want to come back on the Quinn spin?
1: Uh, so yeah, I'm decree. I'm a singer, songwriter, artist, rapper, uh, musician. Um, one of my passions, my passions are art and, uh, life and hope and, you know, uh, discovering new passions in life and art and hope throughout the years. And, uh, um why why would i want to come on the quinn spin well because the quinn spin is uh it's very uh it's been very very beneficial for a lot of us artists here in town and um i just i, I just love to you know be here and have conversations and I'm, I'm hopefully we you know go over some good stuff today so
0: i am sure we will there's a lot to cover of course uh you know and like we said you were here a couple of years ago that was smack in the middle of the pandemic um You know, when we were all kind of figuring out what our next steps were, you know, and let's before we go into everything you've learned since then, all the new music, all the new discoveries. Let's just kind of remind people, take them back through how you came to be Decree and what were some of the formative experiences, influences that led you to this life of creativity?
1: Yeah. So. uh, So 20. Well, let's just say. For years, I've been in bands, uh, and then the last band I had, 2017, was over, and then I started doing the whole songwriting thing in 2017, 2018, and uh, just found my love for music again, coming uh, back to what my passions, talking about just refining that love and hope in, in, in life after, you know, a death in some sense, and um, I... Uh, yeah, I started doing the songwriting thing, the songwriting culture, and just found that I had so many songs that I enjoyed and, and loved and felt attached to that I didn't feel right giving it away to someone else. It just felt like mine, and I'd never been a solo artist, truly, and uh, yeah, so um, Decree was birthed out of uh, just the necessity to get the songs out that I had created, so mm-hmm. yeah, and that happened in uh, 2019 is when Decree firstly, first dropped his first song. actually my the anniversary of my first song uh was earlier this week so um it's been 3 years since my first song came out but... happy anniversary thank you congratulations
0: <laughs> and what's interesting about you as an artist you know and a lot of the artists we've had on the show here recently is you don't keep it confined to one box you know as far as genre right. as far as style subject matter like there's a lot, there are a lot of different influences at play here. You know, there are a lot of different moments that your music speaks to sonically. Right. And we saw that, you know, since the last time you were on the show, you released the boy that left behind, which Mm -hmm. was really this amalgamation of everything decree had been up until that point, artistically reflected through the music, you know? Um, And since then you've been releasing singles, the new EP decree season, just released this past Friday as of premiere date, episode premiere date. And through it all, there's just been this relentless sense of creativity of pushing the envelope and trying to find new sounds and trying to speak to these different artistic moments, but also there's a lot of life reflected in this work too. Yeah. So it's been a couple of years, you know, what, what are some of the events that have informed your art to this current state, you know, where Decree season's just freshly out, like how, f- take us along that journey.
1: Yeah, so uh, The Boy They Left Behind came out, like you said, after um, the last time we got together and uh, that was just uh, me trying my hand at different sounds. I've traditionally never released uh, pop or R&B or rap music. Uh, always loved it and grew up with it. Um, So, yeah, Decree at first was an experimentation to see if I could actually write those things, you know, Um, because I do have those influences. Um, And uh, so then, yeah, when the mixtape came out, it was, uh, like you said, an amalgamation of those three genres, a little bit of rock and singer songwriter as well. And then um, that's how that project came to be. And, uh, you know, and in my personal life, I was been going through a divorce and uh that's what a lot of the songs are talking about the boy they left behind um and it's also just about uh you know like i said i'm passionate about i'm really passionate about people not giving up on their dreams past a certain age and uh it's kind of a play on you know uh what the what society tells us the standard is for you at 25 30 whatever Mm -hmm. it may be and just feeling like uh at first it was kind of like a play on feeling like i got left behind in that sense cuz i didn't meet any of those traditional standards um and uh but yeah no it was a i'm super proud of those songs i've played almost all of them live uh and i love the the best and the the hardest part of being so eclectic is obviously different songs speak to different people so you know you like you have uh, super fans and friends that really like one style or a couple styles, and then you you know you, you release one song and they're like they don't resonate with that one, but they might resonate with this one, and um, so that's why it's it's super cool um to to release the music and create the music the way that it has been created, and um, but yeah, so yeah, we're here now with the Cree season, so yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. One thing, that, one thing you said there that I want to touch on is this idea of time limits. You know, this mm-hmm. idea of society expects you to be. You know, somewhere by 25, somewhere by 30, check the boxes, get the house, have the kids, you know, white just get a fence. Yeah, yeah. white a fence, get a job that you don't like. But, you know, that's you <laughs> it do. pays a lot. Yeah. You know, you and I, I think, are very similar. You know, first of all, we're close in age and we've taken this unconventional path. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. And not without its challenges, you know, certainly, you know, it can make things difficult from a personal standpoint, you know, when you're juggling your personal life with your passions, most likely with a day job, you know, mm-hmm. and all these different, you know, all these different facets of life coming together. And oftentimes they, they contrast with each other, yeah. you know? So what I want to know from you is like, how do you keep it all in balance or how have, how, what kind of journey has that been like for you to try to keep it all in balance?
1: Uh, that's funny you say that. Cause that was my word for 2020 was balance. Um, Uh, And to be honest, uh, I fail a lot at that. Mm -hmm. Um, I try to uh, keep a good balance of uh, my art and my relationships and um, my uh, rest and my um, uh, social circle. Um, but sometimes I feel like a a kid at a buffet that just overstuffed his plate and then (laughs) there's just so much on it that I'm not going to get to everything. Um, but recently I had to look, I had to step back and take a look at the things that I really had to do and really am passionate about and had to take some stuff off. Um, I've had to get better at saying no, you know, that's a big thing. Um, I, uh, I'm an Enneagram type 2 if you are you an Enneagram guy?
0: I'm a 3 wing too. Okay. So I don't yeah. know a, like a lot about it, but yeah. I know that's what I am.
1: Yeah, so allegedly. I'm a I'm a helper and I uh, like to, you know, help people and I like to bring people together, but I've also had to learn that, you know, sometimes I can do that and it be a detriment to myself. So mm-hmm. I've had to learn how to uh, like I said say no to certain things and then just, you know, balance and prioritization. Um, I know that this music and this art is part of me it's it's embedded in my dna like i can't not do it so i know that that's a that's an important thing but also i know that you know uh we're preached to about hustle culture which, uh-huh. um, and, and we can and deep dive that too which is i believe that there is a certain amount of hustle that needs to happen but also uh, you need to know your your boundaries and your uh your, you need to know where the line is And, and, and rest is important too. So, um, you know, like I said, I failed a lot. There's, there's times where I don't get enough rest, where I don't set those boundaries where I, um, you know, kind of fallen behind in my social circle and haven't, you know, had that community of people around me, Mm -hmm. but, um, it's all, it's all, um, learning experience, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And boundaries are, I think are so super important, especially, if you are a helper, especially if you're if you have a history of people pleasing, right, to yeah. be able to say no, to be able to set boundaries, to be able to identify the opportunities, the situations, the relationships that aren't right for you, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not it's not it's not a boundary they're, they're, they're not boundaries that you set out of malice You set them for self-preservation Right, right So you have a full cup So therefore you can pour from your
1: cup Yeah, I can't give to people if I don't have anything in me, you know Right, So right And um, that's
0: something that's so hard to, like, internalize, you mm-hmm, know yeah. As empaths, as, as you know, like, I'm a recovering people pleaser, you know mm-hmm. And, like, you, I feel like the villain sometimes when I say no Right Or when right, I have right. to reject something or yeah. someone Yeah You know, it, it um yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, it takes some getting used to when you're not used to doing it. For sure.
1: Yeah, but I, uh, but yeah, no, I there's there's seasons where I'm super good at the balance thing, and then there's other seasons where like, um, I gotta have to look way ahead and be like, okay, I know this season in this particular area is about to be busy, so just you know, be cautious of what else you take on and try not to do this or that and get x amount of sleep and, you know, so. But yeah, it's it's a. Uh, it's a it's a learning it's a learning thing I'm, I'm a work in progress on it for sure
0: yeah I mean we're all works in progress no, no, no
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that's true so, yeah yeah for sure
0: so from the boy they left behind up to decree season artistically you know you've had a chance to release a few singles to continue to get to know yourself creatively to get to know yourself personally like you said you went through. A divorce you know and that obviously changes a lot you know within the fabric of your life and yeah. you know a challenge like that is just inherently going to teach you a lot about yourself right mm-hmm. so feeding all of that feed, feeding the continued creative exploration the life lessons into the newer material now like how would you say that's helped you evolve as an artist over the past couple of years
1: um i've learned in the last little bit that People respond the best to, and this is gonna sound cliche, because I guess you know, should have known this, but people respond the best to what's the most honest and most vulnerable. And you know that, that saying that is one thing, but actually like writing those songs is is a different thing. Um, for instance, the one that uh, the most recent single prior to release of the uh, mixtape was uh, out there somewhere, and that was j- exactly about that season, about, um, running out of hope and just being sad and lonely, but then realizing that there's life left on the other side and just kind of just pushing through that and just knowing that I'm going to have to go on another journey to, to continue to seek out life and to continue to seek out love and, um, friends and community and all these things. So, um, I have that song, but then I also have another song on the EP that's, uh, it was written earlier about um the dark part of that and it there, there's not really any hope in that song and it's called uh, oceans apart uh, so blue and it's about uh just about when you're realizing that the relationship is over and you can't uh in the moment do anything about it um but creatively and artistically uh some of these songs honestly they were written um right during the sessions of the boy they left behind it's just that Uh, When I had The Boy Left Behind, I knew what the songs were, and those were a part of that. And then a couple of these were written right around that time, too. Almost made it on there, but didn't. And then we did updated versions of them. And then um, a couple of them are just continuing to explore the sonics and the sound. Like I said earlier, the Kree at the beginning was me really stretching my pop, R&B, and rap uh, muscles. But more recently, I've gotten back into indie rock and singer-songwriter stuff. So I'm starting to implement those back in and you know I'm just gonna have this amalgamation of five or six different genres that have influenced me my entire life. Um, and you kind of see that out there somewhere a little bit. It's a little, it's pop, but it's a little more singer songwriter and things of that nature. But um, I would say that the Decree season is uh, just a natural progression of The Boy Left Behind sonically. Um, I am excited though, for what's coming in 2023 though. I think uh, we've stumbled upon a new sound that's different than both of these things. Um, But yeah, more, more on that, more to come.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Something, something you said there um, in in that response uh, caught me. And it was this idea of having to find life beyond, you know, Mm -hmm. your old life. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're all in transition, you know, we, we all, we all continue to evolve, but sometimes, you know, those transitions come more forcefully than, than you would like, you know, more abruptly. And, Certainly, you know, those are moments to capture those moments of extreme loneliness, but then also those moments of, well, there's nothing I can do about it. I have to move forward. You know, it's just something like, you know, I think, I think in a lot of ways, you know, we've run some parallels, you know, in our own lives and journeys and how that's informed the path forward. And there's so much for me, there's so much solace in building this platform and using it as an outlet, you know, for. Yeah, for healing, you know, to to have conversations like this one where it's like, yeah, there's there's the art, but then there's the story behind the art. And one thing I can yeah. say I appreciate about you is that you're willing to put your true self into it. And, yeah. you know, another thing you said that caught me was, uh, you know, th- the vulnerability of art is what connects, you know. Mm. Um, You didn't say it exactly that way, but that's truly what will resonate with your audience. And I think, again, to break the fourth wall, this is the third interview I've recorded today. And every single one of these conversations has touched on that point of Mm -hmm. if it's not making a real connection with people, then what's the point? You know, you're just going to paint yourself into a corner that you don't necessarily want to be painted into. Right. right. Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah, it's. uh, Yeah, that's so true. It's it's. But yeah like I said, it can be hard though like there's there's some songs I've written I'm like, I don't know if this is something I should release just because of who it's about or maybe it should I don't know and there's always that um that constant conversation in your head but but yeah truly it's uh you know and then and then you're given a piece of yourself away when you do that and uh it's it's I'm not gonna say it's not scary every time I do that but every time it pans out people like those are the ones that resonate most. Like, uh, on the boy they left behind, I have a song called, uh, Audrey. And it's a, it's a really a, um, it's kind of like a letter to my grandmother who, who passed, uh, several years ago, uh, just about life and where I'm at now. And just, I want her to be like, to be proud of me where I am now. Um, but I touch on everything from, you know, the divorce to, um, not feeling like I don't measure up and, um, trying to figure out what it looks like to be a good guy in, um, in today's society. And, you know, am I a good guy? And, uh, you know, but yeah, it, it's those, those, those vulnerable songs are always the ones that connect the most.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what hits, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's what people remember and that's what people connect with you as an artist for it. Right. Right. It's not a particular sound. It's not a particular trend. Over time, as you build up the fan base, you become the trend, and they're mm-hmm. interested because you are doing it. Right, you know, right, right. and I feel like you know because we we did a show together back in what month was that? June was June, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, feels like a year ago. <laughs> feels like you a know, favorite. we did a national live show together, and you could see like the people who came out to see you were picking up what you were putting down because you were putting it down. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like your live show reflects this this spirit of experimentation. You know, yeah, sure. through different genres experimenting with different sounds and it all is, it all does flow together in the live set to be representative of who you are as an artist, yeah. you know, and the many facets of that.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, I, uh, all those influences are really me. All those genres are really me. And, uh, I'm sure there's some critics somewhere, maybe there will be some days, you know, that may say I- I'm doing too much, but I, I always, just like you said, it's like if it's not genuine, it won't connect and resonate. Like if I'm like just trying to do these songs or genres just to um, say I did them or push the envelope or whatever it is, um, people would see through that, you yeah. know. Like those songs and genres, everything is that's all me. Like I, you know, you know, and my playlist of music that I listen to and influenced by can go anywhere from you know uh, Panda got the disco and Paramore to. Daniel Lewis and Ella May, Boys to Men to you know In Sync or Lincoln Park or whatever it may be, and I love all of that, you know. And um, it's just, uh, yeah, I, I love, I love that. I love where we're at with music today. That you can actually do that and be considered an artist, and people resonate with it, and people are okay with it. You know, I mean, obviously there's some people that still kind of like, but it's really cool that we're in a day and age where, um, like you said, people resonate with the artist. And then um, they buy into that. And then, you know, the songs, they're there and people, you know, resonate with different songs. But they really buy into you as the artist and they don't you don't have to stick to one lane. And that would be so boring for me. I couldn't I couldn't do that. (laughs) Well,
0: you're doing your thing you're leaving it all on the table. And I think a lot of people like obviously not everyone that just picks a niche and sticks with it. You know, a particular genre like ends up regretting that decision. But I think a lot of people who are you know somebody's trying to force them into that box like Mm -hmm. it needs to sound like this don't bore us. get to the chorus like it needs to fit these standards of what the genre is country um (laughs) (laughs) like a lot of people end up regretting that and end up getting burnt out and eventually either give up or decide years later i'm gonna do what i always wanted to do anyway because this manufactured version of it wasn't the thing for me. Like I see that all the time. I see that from at least a few artists that I follow on social media here, where it's like, yeah, they were trying to keep me in a box and contain my creativity, but now I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. And that is, that's always what hits, you know? And like you always know that that next project is going to be fire because it's been pent up (laughs) in these artists for so long, you know, while they were being told like, Hey, it needs to be this. It needs to be that check these boxes, make us money. Now they're out back in control of what they're doing. And it's yeah. a beautiful thing to like, you know, to see somebody really come back to that artistically. But even better is when you know what your creativity is, you know, that it's boundless and you, you just stick with that and you just yeah. follow where that path leads.
1: Yeah. You, you touched on it earlier. Like uh, you were talking about the show we did in June. Um, I've learned a lot through the live shows too, of which songs really resonate. And, I'm, uh, when i go into this next thing as um as i've been working on that for a minute um i know like i need you know this type of energy this type of song this type of uh format um, uh, you know of, of things that have already worked that i've already done um that i want to make sure i bring into the table for the next thing um but yeah it's all been a learning a learning process it's so funny like there's a song where you know, you don't think it's gonna connect or hit, and it does, and then, or there's a song that, you know, you may be passionate about, but it's maybe not being the favorite of, you know, your listeners, but, um, so yeah, playing live is, uh, has been a huge um, tool to learn, engage what, what's working, what's really good. Um, I And uh, kind of on a tangent, um, what's cool about today's day and age, and, and being at the level that I'm at, is people are always discovering me, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I had a couple people discover uh, one of my first songs I dropped in 2019, X Y Z. Literally this week, and they and they come to me and it's like, oh man, this you yeah, have this this one song X Y Z is so cool. You know, and, and I'm like, thanks. Um, you know, that's like three years old, and I while I still love it, it's not new to me anymore. Right. But it's new to them, and they yeah. just discovered like I just dropped it recently. So, mm-hmm. um, it's just you know, it's just it's a cool experience to go through that and see that and be like yeah. okay these songs are truly connecting it you know? Hel- helps
0: you see it through fresh eyes too yeah 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 you know because like somebody else's perception of it somebody else's like they're hearing it for the first time yeah you've heard it a thousand times you right know? right yeah and it's like to to see someone else get excited about this thing that you were that excited about you know yeah, years all, ago all yeah. those years ago like it gives it that renewed energy and yeah you know, that's where maybe you start thinking like, you know, if you haven't played it out in a while, maybe I'll sneak that one back into the set, see if it resonates with somebody yeah. else. You know, and I think like the live show is such this balance, right, of like doing what you know is going to hit, but also fulfilling yourself artistically. Right. I remember, it was, I referenced this documentary quite a bit on the show, Bon Jovi's "When We Were Beautiful" documentary it came out mm-hmm. in two thousand eight. Uh, pretty much to recap the Lost Highway tour going into the recording of the Circle. And John said something about, like, you know, having to make the choices uh, on the set list, like, you have to play Living on a Prayer. You Give Love a Bad Name, all of those. But if you want to sneak a lesser-known track or a ballad in there, you know, those are the tracks that, like, they fulfill you artistically, but they don't get the big pop. You know, they get the polite right. applause. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. the diehards are going to are gonna stick with it no matter what, but, like, you know, you'll have a lot of people that came to hear Living on a Prayer. Right, right And that's right, what right. they're there for, which is why you play it last. Yeah. You know, and it, it is, like, this balance because like i can think of so many artists that i'm a fan of where like you know they love certain songs in the catalog but they never play them live you Mm. know even though they're bangers and you would lose your mind 90 percent of the crowd will look around be like what is this (laughs) you know because it never hit the radio it was never pushed that hard Mm -hmm. it's just kind of this hidden gem so but i think the digital age also enables the listener to go and find
1: those hidden gems a lot more easily yeah No, I'm 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 blessed in the fact that, uh, you know, I do have a couple of those bangers, um, as you said, even at my level that, you know, people that do like my music want to hear every show. So I play those. But then um, the ones that are the most vulnerable that are my favorite, always the slower ones. um, Now people are actually one of them being out there somewhere, which, you know, was just released. uh, I played that at the show we did Mm -hmm. um, before it was released. So now people can actually hear and hopefully know the words next time I play. But that was always a special song to me just because of the meaning behind it and everything. So um, now that it's out and people are actually telling me that they enjoy it and like it. So maybe we kind of have this marriage now to where it's like, this is a song that I have to play for me, but people actually also like it. Same with that Audrey song, people are now hearing it. And uh, I was like, this is something I probably want to play almost every show if I can. Um, but now other people are also enjoying it too. So. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, there's there's probably a couple other songs I might deep dive in my catalog and play just for that creative fulfillment. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I wrote this song, I want to perform it, and and then there's always the the thing of um, arrangements and renditions. Like you can you can tweak something, change it just a little bit, and it gives it a whole new life. Um, and uh, you know, I might do that for some stuff live coming up soon. Yeah. yeah.
0: Has there been anything in the catalog, whether recorded material or, or live, that people have really just like stuck to and re- it's resonated with them that surprised you? Like, is there a song that like you play it, you try playing it out once, or like people just kind of found it in the catalog and you're, and you're like, wow, okay, yeah. like where, where it really like it resonated with them and therefore like it made you kind of realize what you had there?
1: Yeah. Um, well, So on the banger side, probably the Heartbreak Affair, Mm -hmm. which I wrote with uh, Chris and Gavin from uh, uh, Handmade Nashville. Those guys are great. Um, So I have to do that every show. But then, yeah, like I said, uh, Audrey, the song about my grandmother, Mm -hmm. I, uh, um, you know, pretty much go straight into it after another song. And, you know, I just give my all to that one. And, you know, you see people like, you know, holding each other and, you know, some people even put out their cell phones for lights and stuff. Just they could just tell that 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 was something special and um, hopefully they resonate with that. And, 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 and they have the, the you know, last time I played anyway. Um, but, yeah, I think that one was kind of a shocker. Um, but then um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, XYZ, I guess, again, too. Um, when I released that, granted, you know, I just started my artistry and, you Mm -hmm. know, we did a video for that and everything. And, uh, I I liked the song. I knew that I liked the song, but to hear that, um, you know, when I played it live, that people enjoyed that and to hear people still today, just finding that and enjoying that just, it's, it's it's really, uh, really means a lot to me. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. yeah. You talked about the future evolution of your sound mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of hinted at what's to come being different from anything you've done. Yeah. Uh, kind of having its own lane within this whole Decree ecosystem. Yeah. So, what more can you tell us about that?
1: So, I, uh, it's so funny. So, the EP is called Decree Season, but um, this whole, so I'm, the way I'm kind of uh, formulating it is um, this next. Few months or whatever it's going to be is Also decrease season mm-hmm. Decrease season is, is, is a movement it's a way of life The um, release
0: of the album is just the start
1: So yeah releasing the EP is just a start So there's some songs that are coming um, This winter um, I can't give Too much but I'll say one of them is called Unfiltered uh, written with my buddy Mateo and it is A completely different sound than anything I've ever done and then I just know that Where I'm at uh, as far as What I'm taking in and what I'm Uh, listening to a lot more like i said it's a lot more indie rock and a lot more um singer songwriter stuff messing with different tunings and just trying to do a little bit more a lot more experimentation um i just know that that um those songs are gonna be different than i don't have any songs like that out right now so um yeah that that's to come that's probably 2023 but um the the, uh, the writings on the wall that is going that we're going somewhere different so um I'm super excited about that and hopefully that connects and resonates with people mm-hmm.
0: so yeah so as, as we acknowledged earlier on the show uh it's been a couple of years since you've been here since yeah. we sat and done this what's one lesson that you would go back and tell that 2020 version of yourself in order to help yourself along uh, over the the next couple of years so like what's one thing you've learned that you think would have been valuable to know back in 2020
1: um to keep those around me that inspire me uh, especially the other artists that are going on the journey similar to mine that inspire me and uh just kind of watch and observe how people especially artists and and people in the art community interact with you and kind of don't don't buy too much into um the ones that uh aren't interacting with you you know like i think um so there's certain artists and friends that inspire me to push and keep going but then there's Mm -hmm. other ones that um you know they do they they serve me and my art no purpose but you know sometimes you find yourself trying to um chase after you're like oh this guy has a hit let me Mm -hmm. try to you know link up with him and write a song with him or this girl whoever um spend a lot less time doing that and just build with the community that you already naturally have Mm -hmm. um you know because on the like I said at first I started off trying to be a songwriter um which I still am kind of taking a a back taking the back seat right now but um you know there's a lot of uh cold dm email type situations mm-hmm. when you're trying to just write with a bunch of people um but for my artistry um just build with the team that you have and don't waste any time trying to chase after other people because uh actions speak so loud like mm-hmm. um you know people may say they want to work with you or do this or that and the third but when they show you consistently that they don't you know that speaks more than the mm-hmm. response of oh yeah let's you know let's just don't waste your time with
0: that yeah trust trust their behavior yeah and trust their behavior and i mean that goes not only for in a professional sense that goes in a personal sense trust the behavior trust the energy that you're being given yeah and respond to it accordingly and if responding to it accordingly means giving it no response and redirecting your energy then that's what you need to do you know i've i know i said this uh on last week's episode with Foundation Mecca like I have become a huge proponent of protecting my energy yeah. as you know I mean yeah. we've talked about this in yeah. a number of ways that aren't necessarily fit for the show um but I you know like if it's not helping me operate with a full cup it doesn't get in mm-hmm. you know and that's become it's almost like it flipped a switch you know where it's like once that became my focus yeah. then. Better things, better opportunities started happening. Um, you know, just better energy started making its way into my life because at that point you're in an attracting state, not a chasing state, right? Right. You know, when you chase, it, it does come off as kind of this needy energy, right? Yeah. And it just, laws of the universe tends to repel. Whereas if you focus on what you're doing and focus on the community that you have around you that's already strong, yeah. how can you help each other win? you're going to attract more like-minded people to that community. Right. You know, and you've got a great community here. You know, I saw it at the show back in June. You know, all the folks that you've had a chance to work with over the years. You know, you yourself have been in town for 10 years now, right? And you've had a chance to, like, make a lot of those inroads and build a lot of those relationships. And it it shows through, I think, in what you've been able to put together. And, you know, we're all, you know, kind of that work in progress, figuring out, like, how to – attract and keep the right energies in our life. But I think you you know, you've definitely done a great job of doing that through what you've put out and also the people that you've had a chance to work with over the years.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, it's um yeah, it's sometimes we have to just battle with the internal mindset of, you know, I wanna hang out with the cool kids and be mm. with the cool kids. You know, like yeah. there's a lot of uh writers and artists that are doing, you know, really big things here in Nashville and um, you know, I there's the one notion of you miss a thousand of the shots, you know, you don't take, but there's also like a, like you said, protecting your own energy and um, just being genuine and growing what you got, already have. Um, I, I still, I, I guess I still operate out of the mindset of, you know, I'll reach out to somebody once or twice, um, you know, cause you never know. Mm-hmm. But then when they give a response or show me, you know, who they truly are and they don't want to work or anything, then it's like, okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna waste time doing that. And I think you know, three years ago, I I uh. I wasn't fully like chasing after people and and um you know, lost and drowning in that. But I, I would definitely say I've gotten a lot better at that. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, I there's all these people that love what I do and all these people that want to work with me and all these things. So I need to focus on that and just let that other stuff go. And uh, and it's been it's so funny that, uh, cause I took, uh, what, eight months, maybe nine months off from releasing. And when the first song came back, when the first song came out, it was just so much love and so many people that, um, embraced it and, and shared it and listened to it and and reached out. And I was like, Oh man, I forgot about this community that I have and, uh, that it's growing. And, um, yeah, I, 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 it just gives me, um, it just lets me know that I'm doing the right thing, you know?
0: Yeah. And it's so easy to, to get distracted by the quote unquote bad, you know, Yeah, yeah by, sure. to get distracted by what we don't have that we often forget what we do, you know? And I mean, I've, as you know, I've been through that, you know, where it's like, there's this whole community, this whole ecosystem I've built, and maybe I'm focusing on one or two aspects of it that I don't need to focus on right. that nice. aren't bearing fruit. And again it's just it's just shifting your energy it's just reprioritizing mm-hmm. you know and it can make such a huge difference in your life in your profession to just go where the good energy is mm-hmm. you know and just control what you can control which really isn't much yeah uh, outside of how you show up every day there there's not much you can control. There's not much any of us can control.
1: Hey, that's, but, a, that's a t-shirt. Go where the good energy is. Let's, let's brand that. <laughs> that. That's the second thing I've
0: said today that somebody said is a t-shirt. I got to go back and listen to that foundation episode to see what the other one is. Yeah. But yeah, I got some merch ideas out of today's recordings. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, you're, you're doing a great job and you're killing it. You know, And it's it's always refreshing to catch Appreciate up that, yeah. and kind of see where you are on the journey because you're very much on it You know, and you're dedicated to it. And yeah. that's why you're seeing more and more people resonate with the music. You're seeing this energy come back. You know, you're yeah. seeing more and more opportunities, and it's always exciting to know what's coming next from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. I can say as an observer. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, yeah. So looking even further into the future, you know, you have decree season out now. Mm-hmm. More music to come in early 2023. What? else lies on the horizon as far as goals, wishes, ambitions.
1: Um well, if you really want to get into it. Uh so yeah, um I think next year uh the plan is to drop um another mixtape, uh more shows, hopefully a festival. Um probably try to do some uh small touring. Um and yeah, just continue to grow um grow this community that we've that I've built. Um, and then I guess long term, I, uh, you know, I, I really want to start my own label, uh, you know, um, kind of already got the name uh, locked in the brain and uh, um, just to help other artists, especially those that are like we said, past the 25 mark, because there's such great art, <coughs> excuse me, that um, people an artist and even my friends have to deliver and they're they they do not fit that you know mm. the 16 to 24 um, right. age bracket but um do that and then you know like i think i told you maybe offline that but i've always wanted to act so just kind of building my brand to where people uh you know know me resonate with me trust me mm-hmm. to where i can dive into different avenues maybe different business opportunities um but yeah i uh a lot in the store for uh 2023 and beyond um i have goals on goals which is a lyric from a song on the decree season uh called billion dollar boy um it's just up from here man honestly i uh you know obviously sometimes life gets in the way and knocks you down but i have i have a long list of things that i'm looking forward to and things that i want to put into um put into the universe and just Um, continue pushing and and dreaming and and going. And um, we didn't talk about this, but uh, the cover of The Boy They Left Behind was uh, essentially me on a planet alone, kind of signifying that I got left uh, by the entire world. Um, The Cree season, it's one, I'm I'm obsessed with outer space. So also outer space, but like, it's a planet with uh, kind of me in the background of the planet um, kind of trying to signify that, although I may have been left behind, quote unquote, I'm um, taking control of my mm. life and that's, created
0: your own world.
1: Yes, and uh, that's kind of what this next um, season's about. Um, and uh, yeah, I couldn't be more excited about it. I don't know everything that's going to happen, as none of us do. But I, I know what my intentions are. I know what kind of songs I have. I know where my heart is. I know that I am rebuilding and and um, restoring and um, yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm back. I'm energized. There was a point where, you know, th- for a few months, where I didn't have the energy to be myself, you know, and mm-hmm. I had to just kind of let that season pass. And now, now it's decreased season. Yeah, yeah.
0: And when creating your own world, there are always those road bumps. You know, there's sure. always the, there are always those points where we don't know where to go next. We don't know if we'll ever get to <laughs> where we want to get to. Mm-hmm. And those seasons where it's like, you know, where you do, you know, the winters, you know, where you seriously reassess everything you're doing and the way you're doing it. But Mm -hmm. that's part of the journey, you know, and the great thing about being on this journey at this point in our lives, as opposed to like the younger days, is like you build this sense of resilience through life experience, Right. right? You know, like. I I'm fortunate that I started after the 25 window. I started this podcast when I was 26, hey. <laughs> you know, and like I'm not going to sit here and tell you, I didn't have a lot to learn, but I think if I had started at a 22, 23, it wouldn't have lasted, yeah. you know, because it's like, it's easier to get knocked down and discouraged. And, and without this, you know, strong developed sense of self that comes with experiencing things that comes with surviving setbacks, Right, you know, and I think, you know, at this point, you know, you're battle tested, and it shows through in the way that you go about it. You know, yeah. it, it's it's a point of not getting too high or too low, no matter what happens, yeah. and just riding out the the low waves and yeah. enjoying the highs, but also, you know, keeping an
1: eye toward the future. Built strong to last long, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: So coming up on time, but uh, before we wrap, first of all, thank you again for coming mm-hmm. on thank you for again yeah, for the again, second time. We'll yeah. do this. We'll do this many more times, I hope. Hopefully so. Yeah. And uh, before I let you go, just want to give you a chance to tell people where they can learn more about you online, which has recently changed from
1: yeah the, uh, um, <laughs> yeah. So the new Instagram is your boy decree Y a B O Y D a C H R I. Um, and then TikTok, Facebook, Twitter is I Am Decree, I-A-M-D-A-C-H-R-I. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always on there. Um, yeah, people can find me there. The content's great, by the way.
0: Oh, thank You're you. You're always I'm, pumping it out.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm trying. It's a it's a learn. It's a, also a, a learning thing, a work in progress. But, um, yeah, I, 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 one of my things has always been I'm not starting over. I'm starting from experience. You know, my old Instagram got hacked, so I, I had to start a new one but I I remember and know what works so just continuing to just push through and just mm-hmm. elevate that way
0: it, it almost gives you an opportunity to rebuild it better I mean getting mm-hmm. hacked sucks and nobody wants to get hacked right it does you it, you all know, equity
1: and you know I've, I've had friends that told me they got hacked and then you know, they try to put on a show and they're like, well you only have 20 followers so we're not good you know but um, yeah it's definitely learning from experience so um, yeah when it it's yeah it's like a new, Because it's also like I said, decree season. It's a new era, new new, new time for me, and a new page just to get to showcase all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's
0: a new season to flourish. New season. Spring is here and it's decree (coughs) season. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you again, sir. We'll do this again.
1: Thank you, sir, for having me.
0: And this has been the Quinn Spin. Two ends in Quinn, two ends in spin. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor Stitcher, YouTube. And more. Also, learn more about the show at undergroundmusiccollective.com. That's our central hub for all thing, all things independent music, creativity community, sweet merch, and more. You can get one of these at undergroundmusiccollective.com as well. And learn more about us on all the socials. Also, listen to the UMC20 playlist on Spotify. We update that every single Tuesday with 20 fresh tracks and the latest episode of the Quinn Spin that came out the previous week. NashLive.live. Don't have any shows announced just yet. Uh working on some right now. Kind of taking a little bit of a pause here at the end of the year so we can really load up for 2023. But you know, uh, we're not gonna leave you without a dope beat to step to, as was once said. <laughs> I, I I've been trying to sneak that into an episode for a very long time, and I finally did it. I achieved something today. <laughs> Revel nine's all I've become our opening and closing theme song. gonna take us out just like it brought us in and I'll see you next time.